welcome you to Laguna Presbyterian Church and especially those of you visiting with us. We're so glad that you are with us today. And we would love to have all of you fill out our friendship pad. It's on each pew near the center aisle. If you take it and let us know that you're here today, whether you are regularly here or you're visiting with us. You can see inside of the connections today that there is a brief congregational meeting at 10 o'clock. At the end of this service, if you go out and have a cup of coffee and then come back in, It'll be probably less than 10-minute meeting to elect the new officers for this coming year. And also today at 4 o'clock, there is an interfaith service at St. Mary's Episcopal Church to celebrate Thanksgiving with the rest of the community. Our third Friday group would like to invite you to join them for their Christmas party. It is not the third Friday. It is the second Friday in December. We always do that so we don't get right too close to Christmas. And once again, Kristen Walton is bringing her wonderful choir of high school students to sing for us. It'll be a great evening, and you can sign up for that on the patio starting today. You can see the schedule of what is going on for Hospitality Night, which is Friday night, December 1st, including us having cookies and cider and all sorts of things available for the community in the Rose Garden. And you're, part of what you could do as part of that, besides coming, is to help donate some cookies. You can sign up at the Deacon's Donut Cart to, to bring cookies for that evening. You can remember, cookies, donuts, they go together. Um, you can also see the schedule for what we're doing in Advent including our Christmas concert, which is on December 10th, and our great celebration and worship of our anniversary, which is actually one day after our true anniversary. Our true anniversary is December 2nd, so December 3rd will be a worship service marking our 100 years. Also on Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve is on Sunday this year, so what are you going to do? So you can see what we're doing. <laughs> we are going to do, in the morning, we are having only one service at 8.30, because we're going to be back here at four, and at two, and at four, and at seven, but we're not going to do the late service at nine. So I know that's just going to really mess with your head. One in the morning, and then two and four and seven, but no nine. So you know you actually have to pay attention this year. It's not like it has been. Um, our book talk group is uh, discussed death this last month, and in January they will discuss joy. So some of you might like that better. Um, there, it is a book called The Book of Joy, Lasting Happiness in a Changing World, which is a conversation between Desmond Tutu and the Dalai Lama. And you can see that book is available today on the patio. We also have Christmas ornaments that are marking our 100th anniversary. Those are available out on the patio today. And today is the day that we begin signing up to, take, uh, to bring gifts to children through the giving tree for La Playa or for the Friendship Center, adults for the Friendship Center. You can find that either in the, on the patio or in Tankersley Hall. I see that the flowers this morning are in celebration of an anniversary. Seal and Fred Sharman, 50 years. Congratulations. Wow. They got married when they were 10 years old. Isn't that amazing? Wow. And also, we want to tell you about the passing of Tally Parrish. She passed into the presence of the Lord this week. And you can, uh, there is information to follow about the service. I, we, don't have, yeah, we don't have the information here, but you can find that. Uh, there, that will be out for next week. Let's turn our hearts to the Lord. Merciful God, we come into your presence this morning singing songs of thanksgiving to you, remembering the great blessings that you have poured out upon your people. 
the whole story of salvation, the gift of your love for all of humanity, the many different blessings of life that we experience from family and possessions and relationships and the privilege of worshiping together in this house that belongs to you. Now we pray as we come to your table this morning that our hearts will be lifted and we will sing together the hallelujah, praise the Lord. Amen. Please join me for our call to worship. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. Full of honor and majesty is his work, and his righteousness endures forever. He has gained renown by his wonderful deeds. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him. He is ever mindful of his covenant. He sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. Amen. Let us stand and worship the living God.
When we gather to praise God, we remember that we are a people who have preferred our wills to his. Accepting his power to become new persons in Christ, let us confess our sin before God and before one another. Let us pray responsively. God of all creation, you loved us into being, yet we often flee our rightful place in your creation. We confess that we exploit the gifts you place around us and dominate the richness of the natural order. Forgive our greedy grasping. We confess our part in the devastation of our planet home, mirrored in the violence of cities and the brokenness of hearts. Forgive and restore us, O oh God. Nurturing God, remind us of other ways to live and of a place called home, where creation reflects your goodness and each thing lives in a balance with all others. Come and find us, set us right again, and take us home. Hear us now as we bring to you the silent confessions of our hearts. For we pray through Christ our Savior. Amen. My friends, happy are those whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Happy are those to whom the Lord imputes no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. This is the good news. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Last week we had a new members class and I'd like to introduce them to you. Most of them are going to be here for the second service, uh, but you see an insert in the bulletin with their lovely pictures. And at least one of them is here, Linda Welshulik is here. And so Linda, we welcome you as a new member. We're so glad that you have joined us as a member. And the others we will all welcome next service. I don't think I see any of the rest of you. Are you here? No, I don't see you. Wonderful, welcome.
looking actually at two psalms this morning that are one psalm, Psalm 111 and Psalm 112. We read Psalm 111 as our call to worship this morning. Now we read the completion of that psalm in Psalm 112. Both of these psalms begin with a Hebrew word, hallelujah, which means praise the Lord. And the question, why? Why praise the Lord and what difference does it make in our lives? That's what I want to explore this morning. Psalm 112 then. Praise the Lord. Happy are those who fear the Lord, who greatly delight in His commandments. Their descendants will be mighty in the land, the generation of the upright will be blessed. 
Wealth and riches are in their houses, and their righteousness endures forever. They rise in the darkness as a light for the upright. They are gracious, merciful, and righteous. It is well with those who deal generously and lend, who conduct their affairs with justice, for the righteous will never be moved. They will be remembered forever. They are not afraid of good evil tidings. Their hearts are firm, secure in the Lord. Their hearts are steady. They will not be afraid. In the end, they will look in triumph on their foes. They have distributed freely. They have given to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Their horn or power is exalted in honor. The wicked see it and are angry. They gnash their teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked comes to nothing. The word of the Lord. Amen. This whole theme of hallelujah, praise the Lord, uh, has gripped my awareness all the years that I've been praying the Psalms. These psalms are psalms of secure orientation as Walter Brueggemann identified them. Very different psalms and affirmations of faith than the secular hymn of, of Hallelujah that we hear that was penned by Leonard Cohen. You may be aware of that. It was written decades ago and has only recently began to surge in popularity. The melody has been the same but the words have been written and rewritten, written by Christian writers trying to reclaim and to reframe this hallelujah chorus that Leonard Cohen, the atheist and agnostic, wrote, sort of a secular hymn about the brokenness of life and relationships. And um, I've been haunted by the words. Uh, most of us listen to that song being sung. You may not be aware of it if you don't watch or listen to, uh, carefully, but uh, it has become a very popular anthem. I wanted to share some of the words with you as a prelude for the message this morning. Cohen has taken religious imagery and stories with sexual innuendos about King David and Bathsheba and addressed our generation powerfully, I think, in terms of its despair about the meaning and purpose of human relationships and love. Well, I heard there was a secret chord that David played, and it pleased the Lord. But you don't really care for music, do you? Your faith was strong, but you needed proof. You saw her bathing on the roof. Her beauty and the moonlight overthrew you. She tied you to the kitchen chair. She broke your throne and she cut your hair. And from your lips she drew the hallelujah. Love is not a victory march. It's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah. Maybe there's a God above, 
All I've ever learned from love was how to shoot somebody who outdrew you. And it's not a cry that you hear at night. It's not somebody who's seen the light. It's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah. How very different than the Bible's chorus of hallelujah, praise the Lord. The psalmist in Psalm 111 wants us to know that we sing hallelujah, that we praise the Lord because of who God is. And not because of the brokenness of the human condition. As important as it is to look at that. We praise God for who He is. A God of mercy. A God of grace. A God of steadfast love. A God who is faithful. A God who delivered His people from Egyptian slavery. And led them through the wilderness into the promised land. A God who entered into covenant relationship with his people. And has done everything he could do to love his people to life. To breathe into their nostrils the breath of life over and over again. And we come on this Thanksgiving Sunday to worship the Lord. To remember this great truth about who God is. And what God has done in His mighty works of creation and salvation. We listen to the secular, atheistic, despairing hallelujahs of our culture. And we are reminded how important it is to know who the true God is. We come to this house to worship God because this is the house, the temple of the truth of God's kingdom. And we believe that the Holy Spirit is present in this place. And here we celebrate the majesty and the wonder and the goodness of Almighty God who created us and who has been redeeming us and who has redeemed us in Jesus Christ in the fullness of time. God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem us from the curse of the law, that we might receive adoption as the children of God. If this vision of life is the very foundation of your soul and the life of the church, what more do you need to know? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Psalm 112 then completes the psalm. Completes this prayer, this of secure orientation. Knowing that God is in heaven and we're on the earth and all is well because we are surrounded and filled with the majesty of the goodness of God. This is a psalm that reminds us that we become like the gods that we worship. An amazing truth that the church often forgets. 
We become like the gods we worship. You worship money. You become trapped in greed. You worship sex. And you begin to see others as things to be used. And persons, not persons, but just things for your own self-centered gratification or pleasures. You worship a political ideology as an end unto itself. Whether you're left or right or center, that worship is not enough. It will corrupt you and lead you to worshiping of a flag and maybe a dictator. You worship a scientific ideology and a technology and ultimately if you have no values or spirituality, it will reduce you and limit your ability to see and to hear and to observe and to be objective. The only thing that reclaims the creation, the beautiful creation and human life is the worship of the God who is revealed in the Bible. And how the people of God are characterized in this psalm with the blessings of God. Who would not want to be blessed by God? If God is faithful, we become faithful as we draw near to Him. If God is love, we begin to be energized and empowered by love. If God is merciful, then what becomes characteristic of our very being is the mercy of God. If God is personal and values personal relationships, then we begin to value persons and not to treat them as things to be manipulated, but as thou's who bear the image of God. If God is rich and owns the earth, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, he wants to bless us and make us prosperous and fill our lives with well-being but in doing so he blesses us in order that we might share that generosity and lending and commitment to justice and righteousness and peace become those characteristics that are the fruits of being blessed by God hallelujah Praise the Lord. This is not prosperity theology. This is simply talking about the way God wants to bless his people. He journeys with us. How easy it is for us to trivialize God. And I've said it before, quoting Annie Dillard. We come to church on Sunday morning and we bring our chemistry sets with us and we begin to mix up the chemicals here, not knowing that we could create a big explosion in the church. He said, well, we come into church. We ought to sit down in the pew and strap ourselves in with our seat belts and put on our crash helmets because God may show up. The God revealed in the Bible. He may show up in that quiet, gentle voice that speaks to you and makes you aware of your inner emptiness and loneliness and need for someone greater than yourself. He may come as the one who can deliver you. He may come as one who speaks a word of forgiveness. You carry a guilt and shame. 
He may come to set you free to become a person you never thought you could become. He may come to transform the church into a presence and a power for the glory of the kingdom of God. For with God nothing is impossible. He may come to lead us to places that we never thought we would want to go. He may put a belt around us and carry us out into surprising places and experiences. He may actually lead the church to become a prophetic presence in a nation that desperately needs to hear the word of God in all of its power so that we might be transformed not just as a church but as a nation that planet earth might be healed and made right. Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus. He said, turn away, you Christians, from all the works of the flesh and give yourselves to becoming like God, to so walking with Christ that you have the mind of Christ and you begin to think and feel and act as did Christ. Be imitators of God. What, a, what an exhortation. The only way I can begin to imitate God is if I live in Him and abide in Him and walk in Him and let His Word shape and form my life and allow Christ to be the inner power that keeps me alive and keeps me loving and living. This is the only way the church can be alive. So I end the message with a simple affirmation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. His grace and love endure forever. Thanks be to God. Stand with me and let's affirm our faith. Our world does belong to God. We read responsively. As followers of Jesus Christ living in this world, which some seek to control but which others view with despair, we declare with joy and trust our, our world, world belongs, belongs to God. God. From the beginning, through all the crises of our times, until His kingdom fully comes, God keeps covenant forever. Our world belongs to him. God is king. Let the earth be glad. Christ is victor. His rule has begun. The spirit is at work renewing the creation. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Be seated as we receive our morning offering in praise of God. to
Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for your infinite love, this love which sent your Son among us, the perfect image of the Father, the splendor of the glory of God. Through Christ, your never-failing love satisfies our needs and shows us the way to follow you. Let our lives reflect this love and so return to you all praise, thanksgiving, and glory by all that we say and do. We look to you to bless these offerings this morning that we might continue to share the good news for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. We ask this in his name. Amen. You may be seated. Those who want to imitate God come to the table of the Lord. 
We come because we are invited to come by the God of grace. Remembering that the elements on this table proclaim the good news of the gospel for us. That God sent his son out of the depth of his love to redeem humanity. And that in his broken body and shed blood, we are made whole and filled with his spirit and given his mind. I need to come to this table today. I suspect you do too, as does the whole church. As one way of saying thank you to God at this Eucharistic table as we give thanks to God. People will come from east and west and north and south and sit at table in the kingdom of God. Such are we, the people of God. Let us pray together. Gracious God, it is with hearts full of praise that we come to this table which you and your generosity spread before us. As if it were not enough to make the world beautiful and intricate, you gave the kiss of life to the dust of the earth. You made us in your image, so we bless you for the gifts of creation. As if it were not enough to care for your world at a distance, you sent your Son to share our human condition, to live and walk beside us. By his dying and rising, he releases us from bondage to sin and frees us from the dominion of death. You have raised him to be King of kings and Lord of lords. As if it were not enough to be looked at and listened to, you invited us to walk in your ways and to feast at your very table. When we rejected your invitation, you did not reject us. You loved us still and called us to turn again to you in obedience and in love. Remembering all your mighty and merciful acts, we take this bread and this cup and celebrate with joy the redemption won for us in Jesus Christ. Accept this, our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, as a living and holy offering of ourselves, that our lives may proclaim the one crucified and risen, now reigning above all. Gracious God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us, and upon these your gifts of bread and cup, that the bread we break and the cup we bless may be for us the communion of the body and blood of Christ. Give us strength to serve you faithfully until the promised day of resurrection, when with the redeemed of all ages we will feast with you at your table in glory. And so we pray for the coming of that day, saying, Our Father, Father who art in, in heaven, heaven, hallowed, hallowed be, be thy name. name. Thy, thy kingdom, kingdom come, thy, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he given thanks, he broke it, and he said, This is my body given for you. Eat of this in remembrance of me. And likewise, Jesus took the cup, and he said, This cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood. As often as you eat this bread and drink from this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. 
He is present with us this morning, shaping and forming our lives, modeling for us what it means to be persons of love, living in a covenant community of truth, justice, and peace. Let us worship the Lord. Would our elders please come?
And so with thankfulness and faith we rise to respond and to remember our call to follow in the steps of Christ as his body here on earth as we share in his suffering we proclaim Christ will come again and will join in the feast of heaven around the table Wonderful Thanksgiving hymn, now thank we all our God, is our charge 
and our benediction. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. May the spirit of praise transform your life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.